Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Reading now from CBSNews.com, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows is extensively cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith's election interference investigation of former President Donald Trump. Meadows has provided lengthy and in-depth testimony several times in the past year before that grand jury, as well as providing prosecutors with reams of documents including text messages that have provided them with a roadmap of Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election, according to sources familiar. Joining me on the line right now, CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Thane, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having, uh, good to have you on. Anytime for you, Ian, you know that. Thank you. Speaking of time, last time I I feel like I kept you too long in it, and then I I didn't want to do that. Do you have something else? I know you probably got another hit scheduled. How long can I I keep you for? Okay. You know, a few minutes would be fine. Don't worry. Great. Let's get you in and out of here in one segment, please. Uh, Can you please explain the significance of Mark Meadows speaking with Jack Smith's team and and testifying before the grand jury? How does this affect that case? Well, I mean, he could end up becoming a potential witness and a very damaging one. This is the chief of staff. Uh, He is someone who has been trying to avoid being involved in any of these cases, claiming executive privilege. Uh, that everything that he did was in connection with work that was done in the White House. Uh, he didn't succeed in that. Right. Um, but, you know, his own assistant uh, essentially testified to say that, you know, he was involved in all decision making, and especially on January 6th, the response time uh, that, you know, the question is, well, why didn't Donald Trump respond immediately once he heard that there was violence in the Capitol? You know, he was part of those discussions. Uh, And so even though incitement is not part of this case with Jack Smith in in the Washington, D.C. case, the other elements of the case, which is the uh, efforts to overturn the election, the efforts to obstruct a federal meeting in progress, which was the electoral count. Mm -hmm. Um, Meadows was, you know, you could say he was quarterbacking uh, or he was simply doing the bidding of his president. But he was involved in every single decision, and they've got three main felony charges in that case, and all of them, you know, center on the White House and the Oval Office, and he was there. Okay, so now he's got this immunity deal, right? Can you um, clarify what that means? What are are the boundaries? uh, How do you sort of containerize an immunity deal like the one that was granted to Meadows in in the context of this investigation? Well, you know, I haven't seen it, but, you know, they can they take many different shapes and sizes, right? There's some that says uh, you have an immunity deal and you have to testify to what you've already testified here, right? Uh, You have or 
you have to testify truthfully. Uh, and so that's different, right? <laughs> which means that they don't know what he would say, yeah. you know, testify truthfully is I think one of the things that we saw uh, this week with the, in, in Georgia with the three attorneys, all of whom taking a plea deal. In that instance, they'll be testifying, but I think that their obligation there is truthful testimony, not necessarily uh, testimony that will be prejudicial uh, to President Trump or Rudy Giuliani in the case uh, of, of one of the people who uh, took a plea. Um, but, you know, he was, you know, Meadows was defiant, like many of the defendants in these cases, that we didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and I was, you know, we were just, we were receiving legal advice and really it's our obligation under the constitution to make sure that the, that the election was fair and, and accurate. And we didn't believe that it was. Uh, and so we took every lawful effort to, you know, including trying to slow down the electoral count. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be their argument, mm -hmm. right? Slowing things down, taking a breath, because we just weren't sure about the election. If I was their lawyers, that's what I would be talking about. Uh, that everything that, you know, you can cast it as nefarious, you know, criminal enterprise, but I'm sure that they have, you know, they have a better argument than that. Um, so, you know, the only issue there is, you know, how they framed this immunity deal, because essentially, you know, he, in, he could have been charged with something serious. Remember, in D.C., Donald Trump was charged alone, mm -hmm. right? In Georgia, he was charged with everybody yeah 19 right so think well it's if they're the same case and they are by the way ian virtually the same case which is one of the arguments yes. that trump's people were saying is why are you even in georgia there's a federal case mm -hmm. that's got the same facts same allegations uh under the principles of federalism the federal court goes first anyway uh, that's the one that's more important you're just grandstanding right yeah. But her case in, D in Georgia is different because everyone's in it, right? Yeah. Uh, and in the D.C. case, he's alone. So it, made, it makes people like me think, well, they must have known that they were going to get some cooperation out of the you know, inner circle of Trump. Otherwise, not, why not add a few more? Why leave him alone? Yeah, he could field a whole baseball team with all those co-defendants. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Georgia because I wanted to ask you a little bit about some of the parallels between the D.C.-based case and the Georgia case. So everything we've talked about today so far, mostly in the context of Marks Meadows, is the D.C. case in front of uh, Chanya, Tanya Chutkin. Excuse me. Um, I know that Meadows did not want, very much did not want to be forced to testify in the Georgia election probe, the South Carolina Supreme Court ruled last year that he did have to do that. Uh, and I, I think I'm not understanding this very well. Think, did he already do that? Did he already offer that testimony in the Georgia probe? Is that part of why he was indicted there? Uh, yeah, he well, he, you know, he and Lindsey Graham, another South Carolinian, uh, both said, We've never been to Georgia. <laughs> we, mm, you don't have any jurisdiction over us. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't have hamburgers there. We don't go to Braves games. What do you, you know, we're over here. We're not over there. And uh, and so they were looking for South Carolina to protect them, to say, yeah, you can't take our people and go make them go to Georgia if they don't want to. But they didn't. South Carolina didn't, and neither did the Supreme Court. They ended up having to give testimony. Uh, and, of course, it was that testimony before the special grand jury that resulted in the actual grand jury handing down those indictments. So again, in that case, again, more complicated, 
they were trying to sew them all together. And the special grand jury must have looked at those 17 people, or, or is it 19? I think it's 19. Uh, and additional people that might have been charged that weren't ultimately charged uh, and heard those this evidence that was provided there and decided who to ultimately indict. Um, but, yes, that's what got them roped in. Now, as you know, four are out. Four have already pleaded guilty. Right. So we're down to 15. And that was huge because the other 15 were sort of hoping that there would be a trial. Why? Because then they could take their lawn chairs and put it out in front of the courthouse <laughs> and watch. Right. Yeah. You know, take open up a beer and say, hey, let's watch the you know what they're playing. They're taking batting practice. Let's yeah. watch batting practice. And see how good you, you gave me the baseball reference. That was you. You did that. Well, I'm happy. You're taking that. <laughs> so, you know, so that's a huge blow to the defense team because they were sort of hoping that, you know, the prosecutor would have to show all of her cards. And now she has to show none of her cards. Yeah. And 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 they get away with, you know, very light punishment. Uh, and, you know, and I fact, I'm sure that's part of the reasons they got light punishments. Because I think she had it was in her interest to get them out of there and to not have to have the trial twice. Um, but that doesn't mean that they won't testify. But again, I think that's a little different from Mark Meadows in D.C. There, he might actually have damaging testimony. In in uh, the four people in uh, Georgia, again, the obligation under the plea deal might be just to testify, and not may not necessarily be prejudicial. I. Uh... What what path forward do you see for those other 15 co-defendants? I'm, I'm thinking specifically about Rudy Giuliani. I mean, once you have people start flipping, they say, yes, I did it. I'm pleading guilty. I'm, I've already turned over all you know my communications with the former president. It really increases the pressure on those other co-defendants. It, 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 it makes it kind of. I don't know, in, in my view, and I'm just I'm just Ian on the radio, it makes them almost impossible to do anything except also plead guilty and take a plea deal. What is what does this mean for guys like Rudy Giuliani and the other, you know, fourteen co defendants that are next? Well, Rudy Giuliani is in a very different spot. In fact, if you looked for him now, he'd be under a bus. Oh no. Because Rudy he, no, he because he was he was thrown under a bus <laughs> in this most in this most recent plea deal. You know, her comments after pleading guilty. In Jenna's plea deal? Yeah. Okay, yeah. What did she say? She she said she was tearful and said publicly, I was a junior lawyer on the team. Yes. I was relying on senior people with great Mm -hmm. experience. He was a a former United States attorney in the Southern District of New York. He was a former assistant uh, uh, attorney in the Justice Department. This is a guy with great, incredible legal experience. Her argument goes, you know, I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, there was all kinds of seasoned lawyers. Chesborough clerked for Justice Thomas. Who am I to say no? Yeah. These people really know stuff. Uh, so I think that, you know, since her part of the case involves his part of the case, which was efforts to – you know, convince other public officials in Georgia to, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, try to create some uh, legislative proposal to say that the election w- results were uh, fraudulent because the legislature didn't get a chance to approve the changes to the election. I mean, he was 
you know, trying to get people to sign the alternate elector slate. Right. Right. That's the key thing of that case, like find another 20 people to sign theirs and say, we're the real electors. They're the fake electors. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, you know, the thing about, you know, uh, the dealing, you know, the, what she pleads guilty to is trying to influence public officials. That's that's the territory that they charted out for Rudy Giuliani. So when she got up there, she didn't have to say Rudy Giuliani. She essentially said, I was listening to him. I should have done my own due diligence. I didn't, and I was wrong, and I'm sorry. So he's in a different position. I'm not sure that the other plea deals necessarily, you know, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that, A, they would testify against, you know, the president and some of the others. It doesn't necessarily mean that. And if you're cross-examining them, you're saying, you know, I understand that you received the lightest slap on the wrist you could possibly get, right? And so mm-hmm. why should we believe you? <laughs> you? You would have been sitting over here. You're not right. sitting anymore but because you got this sweetheart deal where you spent not even a minute in jail and you pleaded guilty to misdemeanors. Are you kidding? Right. And so why should we trust you? You got a deal that, you know, suggests that you're in the pocket of the district attorney. So I don't know. I mean, and remember, they're all lawyers. Mm -hmm. The lawyers are in a different position than, say, the president. Why? Because he could be saying, look, I thought I won the election, but I'm relying on counsel and experienced people. I'm in I'm in the you know, I'm in the hotel business. You know, I had casinos. I know certain things. But I don't really know what that says in the Constitution about changing rules. Mm -hmm. I just had a sense that when I went to bed that night, I was way ahead and I woke up and I lost. And I, you know, traveled around the country and, you know, I was the most popular president ever. (laughs) You know, that's what it is in the history of the world. And so I, I, uh, I, I just followed the advice of all my people who said that we had a legitimate opportunity here to question the election results. Okay, last one thing. Um, how do you think these, uh, what we know about Meadows' statements and his actions, how, in your view, and it's okay if this is a little bit of guesswork here, uh, in your view, how does this affect the public's perception of these legal proceedings and the integrity of this investigation? Do you think, does this help or hurt anybody in the court of public opinion? Is this going to change anyone's mind about what happened in 2020? Well, no, I don't think Trump's base cares about any of this, and yeah. they never did, mm-hmm. right? They just never did. So I don't know. There may be some other, you know, moderate Republicans who might have a view to say, you know, what these cases, this case in Georgia is unraveling. People are like, you know, jumping ship. You know, maybe in fact, you know, President Trump knew he lost, and this was really truly a fraudulent scheme. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know whether seasoned court watchers necessarily think that this is the end. You know, the simply because yeah. some people took a plea deal to misdemeanors with probation. I'm not sure that means in terms of public perception. Again, this is just a very everything about Donald Trump is on you. You know, is unprecedented, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The fact that you know, normally, you know, you you know, like Bob Menendez, right? <laughs> he his political career is over no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. I was thinking, right. It just, just, just doesn't. But it, I don't think that's true with Donald Trump. Nah, I, Teflon he Don. To, yeah. He seems to pick up, you know, galvanize him and his base. So I, I don't know. It's amazing. It's good work if you can get it. Yeah, I, I do have some people here in the audience who are texting me now and saying, you know, these people are only pleading guilty because they don't want to go to jail. 
So they're just yeah. saying whatever they think they need to say to to you know make sure that they don't end up in the clink but it's not just that they are saying yes i did this yes i committed the conspiracy yes i solicited this public official they're also turning over evidence that they did that that is you yeah. you, you can't dismiss that i guess yeah. I mean, you'd think well, but some it, people do look you know donald trump didn't use email he still doesn't you know the paper trail on him is thin hmm. <laughs> you know does it lead to him how many of these people had direct contact with him? You know, that's one of the reasons why they didn't bring in the D.C. case and in case an incitement. Everyone called it the January 6th riot case. It's not because it, when they had a chance to bring it, they didn't include the riot. Right. They brought everything but the riot. Oh, so man. stop saying that. <laughs> you know, it's like if they thought they had it, they would have called it. They would have brought it. In. And one of the reasons they didn't is because there was – no causal connection between the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and all the others. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump, he was never on the phone with them. He never communicated. He said, hey, go, guys, go get Don, you know, go get Mike Pence and hang him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't have that. Yeah, in, that in we're, we're not going to get that recording. Yeah. Yeah, right. And in the United States, we have a very permissive First Amendment. And unless you are imminently inciting lawlessness, you have the right to say whatever you want, even if you know you're lying. In our, if he if he had told, but he had instead, again, you won't. If you listen to the New York, you know, New York Times or MSNBC, they leave out a key piece of evidence, which is that he ended up saying he said a lot of things, but at that speech at the lips, he did say, uh, you know, we're soon we'll all march over and make our peacefully and patriotically, peacefully, peacefully yeah. and patriotically, and make our voices heard. You know, I was on network when that was happening. I was, well, that's ball game. <laughs> that's yeah. Not, the minute he said that, that's ball game. That is not incitement. Yeah. No matter what else he said. People always point to that. Is there? A, there's a term that came to my attention lately. I think it's uh, fire. It's a paralipsis. Is that familiar? To you? Where like you say, so yeah. he says we're going to go over there peacefully, but that's just 90 seconds after he says. If we don't yeah. go over there and fight like hell, we're not going to have a country yeah. anymore. So it's just sort of uh, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm not to, saying that you know. beat your wife, but it's, you know, in so implying it, you know, you put it yeah. out there. Yeah. Not in America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not under Supreme Court precedent. I understand yes, that of if course. you have a certain ideological perspective, you hate him. I get it. I understand there's a lot to not like. I get it. But if you're asking me as a legal analyst and law professor, you know, I'm thinking if if you're asking me, I'd say, no, I don't see, you know, unless again, unless he sent a crib sheet (laughs) to 35,000, he said, okay, be very careful. (laughs) Here's a bullet point list. Yeah, right. Wait two sentences and then tag it on to that. And then go, yeah. Yeah, then goes, that's what I'm really telling you to do. (laughs) Unless you have that, you don't have a causal connection between his uh, actions and their actions. Thane, we have to stop there. Uh, you're one of yeah. my favorite people to talk to on the radio. If you're ever in New Orleans, let me know. I'll buy you a Sazerac, man. Um, thank you so much for your time, your work, and your way. We'll do it again. You're awesome. Thanks, Ian. All right. Bye-bye, Thane. Uh, we're a little late, Coleman. I'm so sorry about that. Let's go ahead and step away. We'll get your reaction to anything you just heard on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talking Text Line. That number is 504-260-1870. Did this move the needle for you at all? Like, I think I made a pretty important point when I say that people aren't just pleading guilty and saying, yes, I did it. I'm sorry, FBI. You know, I'm sorry, Department of Justice. Please don't send me to jail. They're also turning over evidence of their crimes. You can't deny that. Maybe you can. We'll be right back after this on WWL. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.